The following is a Podcast One Minnesota production. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, you betcha, yeah. If it's made in Minnesota, who's making it and how? Yeah, you got that right. It's the makers of Minnesota, focusing on the products and services uniquely made in Minnesota, and conversations with the makers, entrepreneurs, and innovators in Minnesota about how they conceived of their products and how they brought them to market. With Stephanie Hansen, it's the makers of Minnesota. Hi, this is Stephanie Hansen, and you're listening to the Makers of Minnesota, and we are on episode number 99, and I am here with Zach Sizik. He's the founder of Bolitos, and Zach, I think you first contacted me, boy, I want to say maybe about a year ago. Does I that think sound familiar? I've, you know what? I think it was, and it maybe was even prior to that. I think I just DM'd you, right? Yeah, you On Twitter. Have. Yeah, absolutely. Why? Why? I I was I got big into podcasts like two years ago, and I was like, okay, Minnesota. Let's and then I found yours, and I'm like, oh my gosh, makers of Minnesota. This is right up my alley. This is up my alley, and I make something. Exactly. That exactly. So tell me about Bolitos and how you got started. And so there's you have it's a sauce company. Correct. And Correct. you have like a hot sauce, you have a marinara. Yep. So what was your first product? Yeah. So great question. So this is, you know, going back to when I was, uh, you know, even in grade school, I knew I always wanted to own a business and I knew I wanted to cook Italian food. Or I, I'm sorry, I, I knew I wanted to, to have that business be some sort of Italian food. How did I was, you know that? Were you well, Italian? you know, I was I was obsessed with the Food Network when I was a kid, and <laughs> and I don't, I just, and I, and I'm not Italian. Yeah. I'm Irish and Czech, and uh, the opposite of Italian, right? But I've <laughs> always had this. I think it was probably Emerald Lagasse. Yeah. Um, bam. Bam. I, honestly, that was that, like something struck a chord, and I'm like, God, I'm I I need to I need to find my I need to find something to do that's Italian food. So this yeah. is a young age. And I just sit and I loved people watching people. I could go to an aisle like Carboni's and watch people make pizzas. When I was a little kid, I remember just staring there for hours yeah. to ask my parents if I could go. But uh, anyway, so I, I, I went to college and I knew right away when I was in college, my older sisters had studied abroad. And I said, you know, I one of my favorite things about uh, going to college is, or I shouldn't say one of the favorite things, one of my prereqs was that I'm going to study abroad in Italy. Sure. So I picked out a college that had a Italian or Italy study abroad <laughs> program, and so I went to Florence, Italy, and this is the summer of 2010, 2000, summer of twenty ten. Where'd you go to college? I went to college at Saint Mary's University in, okay. in Winona, Minnesota. So right. yeah, local. I shouldn't say local, but within you know local, fairly local. yeah, sure. fairly local. So anyways, I went to Florence and um, was there for for a month, but I it was in the summer and I had this sandwich called a panini con bolito. And I'll never forget, I it was it was sold at like a local market. They'd set up every day across the street from the apartment that I was living in. And there was always a line. And so I was like, the second day I was there, I'm like, let's check out this sandwich. And I had it and a light bulb went off. I'm like, I think I'm going to learn how to make this sandwich. It was that good. I literally went to that sandwich shop like probably 20 times because I, and I'd take what some notes. What was in the sandwich? So it's a, it's it. Bolito actually translated in Italian means boiled, but but it's a it's a 
specific kind of, you know how, this is how I relate it to, you know how we do barbecue, we slow cook in yep. America, right? Whether it be on low heat. Bolito, it's a similar concept, but they it, they boil or slow simmer a tough piece of meat, right? Um, so in this circumstance for the Bolito sandwich, it's brisket. Okay. They put some vegetables, spices, and then some, you know, red wine, let it simmer, and the meat breaks down, and, and then what they did is put... Uh, slice up the meat, extremely tender at that point, and put in between these two fresh Italian buns. And there was two specialty condiments. One was a clobbering pepper condiment, and one was one was a uh, they called it a salsa verde. Yep. But uh, it had parsley, parsley, shallots, red wine vinegar, um, and uh, Italian parsley. So, long story short, I was like, "This is what I'm going to do." So I went back to college my senior year, put together a business plan. Graduated in 2011, but I put together a business plan where I would ultimately sell these sandwiches at street fairs and events. And then ultimately, goal I put on that business plan, remember, was to get into the state fair, right? Okay. And then ultimately make this, like, bring this sandwich to as many people as possible because I thought it was just change my change my world. And um, so anyway, so I spent three years after college I mean, figuring out how to make this, putting together, saving up some money. And then I launched in 2014, actually at grand old days under the name Belito's Italian or Belito's Sandwiches. Okay. So we sold the sandwich and that's it. And the two specific condiments. So I did that for two years. And at the time I was living in Chicago, actually, um, I work as a uh, an outside sales rep for a medical company currently. And then at that time, so it took me to Chicago, which was kind of a cool yep. experience. But I got to, you know, I do these summer festivals selling the sandwich and I'm like, it's, it's, it's awesome. It's a lot of everything. I don't mind the work, but it's just like the laborious of, Hey, we have to cook our meat for literally, I cooked it six to eight hours yep. and then you'd have to transport it, set up, break down. People loved it, but I'm like, how can I make this a business like in the off season as well? Right. And, but I realized, you know, people love the sandwich, but they always ask, what are these two sauces you're putting on the sandwich? So there was a, it was the first ever Italian hot, or I'm sorry, I keep saying Italian. <laughs> I, I keep saying the name of our business, but um, it was a hot sauce festival, Chicago hot sauce festival in 2015 in August, um, end of August. And I, so I was like, Hey, I had a month, get all the licenses, figured out what I needed to do. My, my girlfriend at the time, my now wife, her uncle was a graphic designer, works for a graphic design sure. company. So he put together a label for me for my bottle and we started selling our first clobbering pepper condiment at uh, this uh, hot sauce festival in Chicago. And that's kind of how it all happened. And it, it it was extremely successful. I sold out. It got a second place award um, out of, I think there was, it was still relatively small, but there's 33 applicants that got second place. And Which it, that's pretty great it was for pretty your good. first time Right, out. exactly, yeah. exactly. And it's... And and I said, you know what? This is what I'm going to do. So the next day, I started knocking on doors, literally, in Chicago. And the great thing about Chicago, and I lived in downtown, there's a lot of specialty stores specific to Italian food. Sure. So I would just go into retail locations, and I got, you know, five in the first couple weeks. And I would, you know, just go in there and sample on the weekend, sample as much as I can, kind of get customer feedback. And then... um so that's kind of how it all started. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a pretty uh, funny story. Yeah. And so you abandoned the sandwich notion I, and just stuck with the sauce. I did. Well, so I did. Well, I, I, I still, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm like, well, should I do it? But then 
things kept happening where I'm like, you know, like within the first four months, I got an opportunity to pitch it to Whole Foods, which I would, I'm, I'm still like, still at the time, I'm like, hey, this is the, it's the sandwich company. But then, you know, Whole Foods, I pitched it to them. They, they, they loved it. And they're like, can you be in all the Midwest stores? And I'm like, oh my gosh, how am I supposed to manage at the time? I didn't really know anything about what I was getting into. Sure. Um, but so I think around that time, I was still going back and forth. But then probably in, in the start of 2016, I decided just to go all in on sauce. Yeah. And, uh, and I had in my back of my mind, hey, I, we had this green sauce uh, we have, and that's our pepperoncini sauce. It was yeah. essentially the same as that salsa verde, which we put uh, this sauce right here is shallots, fresh shallots, fresh parsley, Italian parsley, and then uh, pepperoncinis. Um, so the same pepper, let's say, uh, this is how I equate it. People, you know, if it's in like a Greek salad, those peppers. Or the pepper that you get on a Papa John's pizza, yep. right? I so, love the, those so peppers. Yeah, yeah, I do too. And I was like, you know what? There's no sauce. There's no true Italian condiment. And I don't like to say ours is a hot sauce. We're actually changing the bottle because I, I think it's, um, yeah, it's it's we use peppers and it, you, it's a hot sauce, but it's more than that. And it's more of like a briny sauce. Exactly. Exactly. Great point. Versus like just straight hot. Yep. Hundred percent. So it's more. You know, I, I feel like it's cliche in the hot sauce environment um, where it's like, you know, we're, we're all about the flavor and not the heat. But I think we don't even fall. And so I've done a few shows where we've done, you know, hot sauce where it's. You're not really on the Scoville no, range at all. I no, would no, no, no. And you know, extremely large clobbering pepper sauce is a little bit of bite to it. Uh, but it's nothing that will tear your head off. But then, you know, so I did a couple of these, you know, um, shows at. You know, hot sauce, you know, hot sauce specifically. Yep. You got your habanero, you know, all these ghost pepper sauces, and then it was us. And I, I was like, that's not really our niche. But um, there's this company called Blaze Pizza, and I have the tendency, as I direct messaged you, yep. to direct message anyone because I think it's so cool. Uh, you know, some of the time people will respond to you. So there's this <laughs> Blaze Pizza. I love your enthusiasm yeah. and your salesman hat. Oh, yeah. Awesome. I mean, that's, I guess, so that's what I do in my day job, if you will. And this is kind of my passion, um, which I'd love to hopefully soon we'll be able to go full-time. Long story short, I emailed this Blaze Pizza, the founder of Blaze Pizza on LinkedIn. And, you know, he said, send me some sauce, send some sauce to him. And this is this franchise they have all around the country. There's, there's one in Dinkytown, I believe. Uh, LeBron James is, is a, is a partner um, there. Uh, Anyway, so he said, he got the sauce. He called me the next day. And he said, hey, can you come to Las Vegas in four days? And I was like, okay. Like, there's this, it's called the International Pizza Expo. And I think this would be a perfect fit. I mean, there's nothing really like this. And I said, okay. He goes, I I can get you a booth for free. I know someone who will split a booth. And literally, they'll give it to you half of it for free. I'm like, awesome. So I flew down there. And I'm sitting at this International Pizza Expo, which is a huge event. And uh, I, did, I had no idea, but it was the coolest thing. Like, think about people coming from Italy. They're yeah. serving Neap- Neapolitan pizza, any style pizza. There's tomato vendors. There's, And I'm like, this is it. So I've gone to the International Pizza Expo, and now I've gone to the Northeast Pizza and Pasta Expo out east, and we'll be doing that again. And we've connected, we you know, a private label with a large Neapolitan pizza chain. Um, but really, I feel like our niche is pizza. For yeah. our clobbering pepper sauce, it, again... Why ranch? Why sriracha? Why Cholula? Hey, that's all great, but this and it's uniquely pairs with pizza, 
not just if it's like a ranch, you're not going to go to Punch Pizza and dip in a ranch, right? right. You want more of a uh, authentic, authentic, and and, and, and and a flavor, and you know it's where it's 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 actually flavorful and it pairs really well with um, pizza. So that's kind of uh, what we've gone to now. So you've got a marinara now. We've got a marinara. So is this new? So this is new. This is new and kind of sticking the into the idea of you know. The cool thing about, and going back to our collaborating pepper sauce, and this is kind of the foundation of our business, is I want to, we want to source the highest quality of ingredients grown in Italy when possible and throughout the Mediterranean um, in order to make the most delicious condiments and sauces. Um, with that being said, our collaborating peppers, they're grown in southern Italy, in Calabria, literally. Yeah. We have a unique partnership with this family in Chicago who is uh, started this is a second generation um, Italian importing yep. company, and they have great relationships in southern Italy. So we get these imported and uh, in this brine, all natural brine, and that's what truly sets us apart. I think our sauces is the uniqueness of where we source our ingredients. So with the tomato sauce, we we I wanted to stick with that. We go to we get it from the San Marzano, actually certified DOP San Marzano tomatoes, yep. which are high quality. San Marzano is a, a region in Italy who tends to produce the best tomatoes for canning and cooking. Exactly, and just delicious. Exactly, and um, you know, people always ask me too, you know, logistically, and I've learned, hey, what if you were to plant a crop, you know, work with an organic farm or whatnot? And I've learned, you know, I quit. I, 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 I um. Compare it to this. So have you ever had, you know, your fave, do you like wine? Yes. Where's the best wine that you've had? Or like Probably Croatia. Croatia. Right. So now Croatia, why, question that that wine, why, you know, in Croatia, it's grown, I'm sure. It's in like, the terroir. It's the soil. It's the sun. It's the land. It's the rocks. It's the yep, water. Yep. Same thing with yeah. these peppers. And, tomato, and that's what I've learned. It's just, you know, in Calabria, it's got this um, sulfuric um, soil and the, it's right near the uh, you know the Mediterranean coastline. It's got that you know the soil and the heat and the it's 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 it that makes the that makes the um, pepper. This is sort of a funny story. Okay, not yeah. like funny, haha, but just sweet. <laughs> in that here's this kid from Minnesota yep. who's going to college in Winona. Yep. His name is Zach. Zach Sizik, yep, who ends up in Italy finding this delicious sandwich and tries to bottle the love of that sandwich. Yep, ends up uh, starting out with a sandwich, ending up with a sauce company. Yep, that's amazing. I know. Yeah, no, and uh, and do you like right now? You work a full time job in the mm-hmm. medical device business, yep. and you're in sales. So, yep. um, is your goal like to take this full time and to just blow it out? Yeah, you know, absolutely. I mean, for me. I think, um, you know, when, when, when people always say like, oh, what's, what's your passion? I've always kind of like, what does that really mean? But I, I equate it to, uh, like, what can you talk about the most? You've talked like, for to- 20 and, minutes. About I know. I, I think and and, and, and a lot of times they <laughs> go over the top. Sometimes I catch myself, but yeah, but I'm like, what can you truly talk about passionately? I'm like, this is, I can, I, I really am passionate about it. And I think not only it's a so I, I I not only it's a delicious product, but I think it can um I look at you know my customers, you know someone like you yeah. right who would be having this and 
And so I, I've tried to now tailor make and figure out someone, you know, like you, what do you like and what, uh, you know, like a, like a tomato sauce. And so I've, I, I feel like I've done my research and figured out that I really, in order to be successful, you have to first create the best possible product, mm-hmm. right? That will, will help someone in some way, shape or form and, uh, or at least, you know, add some value um, I know this is kind of a cliche coming from a sales guy, right? I'm using all these terms, but no. I think the product is, it's literally, we've, we've, you know, spent the time um, and, and kind of gone probably the long, long road, took it the long road a lot of the times, but I think, you know, we've developed, we've developed really high quality products that I think can solve a lot of, a lot of, a uh, lot of needs in terms of adding flavor and adding that, uh, you know, becoming the go-to marinara sauce for you. Bolitos Italian sauces. Um, there's the pepper sauces. There's the uh, Calabrian pepper marinara. Is I mean the sauce market has yep. to be a gajillion dollars worth. Like Paul Newman's in it, and yeah. So is that like if you could stay in that lane mm-hmm. and really just be the unique boutique sauce in that sure. lane? Is that enough, or do you have to like now? educate people about the sauce and maybe along the way you're going to create another sauce. Maybe it's a pesto or where do you see this kind of going? That's a great question. So I, I think every single, you know, the sauce market, it is, I mean, it's extremely saturated, right? I mean, you go on, you know, anywhere and you look up to, you know, hot sauce. I mean, look, those look like hot sauces and, and marinara, right? So I think, um, the one thing first for our, our condiments, what I'm, what I truly believe is that every, um, you know, my, my goal you know, really is to try to get into every single pizzeria. I mean, in the country, I firmly believe if you're going to offer your customer a, a condiment for your pizza, even even if you're not in, a lot of the times you get kind of the, you know, the, uh, you know, the uh, nostalgic pizzerias, like, like, let's say something like a punch where it's, yep. they're all about the quality, right? And, you know, they wouldn't add, you would never find a Tabasco, Sriracha, Ranch, but I truly believe it can complement even those types of higher end, if you will, pizzerias. But, you know, food service, we have, we're, we're coming out with a, we, we actually just completed a, well, it's done in, um, on Sunday, a Kickstarter campaign, and we've hit our goal, which is fantastic. But the, the ultimate goal of this is, number one, to raise awareness, and then number two is to outsource our co-packing. You know, right now, we're actually making it, we uh, had a commercial kitchen in St. Paul. Yep. Um, we're making this and, uh, you know, it's, you know, we're getting, you know, I got a 150 case order from Whole Foods and I look at that now and I'm like, oh my gosh, craziness. Um, because we're literally hand bottling, hand labor. And, so and let's have a, talk about yeah, that for yeah. a second because we have a lot of guests that are making that decision. Sure. That yep. are listening and. Yep. What makes that decision? Is it that you just don't want to do it anymore? Mm-hmm. Is it that you have an order that you can't fulfill? And some people get anxious about quality sure. when they go to a co Absolutely. And I think and I think that's that's you know, that's important. Obviously you want to maintain your quality. Um and what I found, I've been on this for probably a year and a half now. I've gone out to gone out east to Pennsylvania, had a co packer, we did, you know, a a uh, a test run. It was it it, it went well, but it didn't. It didn't feel right, and it ended up not working out. Um, and there's what I what I would say is is I think don't be afraid 
because I've ran into, don't be afraid that, don't get stuck in your mind that, hey, it's not going to, I don't want to outsource it because it's going to totally ruin. You know, give it a chance. There's so many, I've noticed there's so many smaller um, co-packing companies that will work with you yeah. that are willing to, you know, and you can do something like, uh, we're, we're actually looking into, because we, so we oven roast our own garlic for uh-huh. each batch. We have, we have our clobbering peppers. I I'm essentially give away a recipe, but I don't even <laughs> mind. It's so simple, but we get, because it's so unique how we get our, our peppers and yep. the relationship we have. So we get them imported from Italy. We used to destem each pepper by hand, you know, uh, 52, 50, 52 pounds per batch. And we used to descend their cherry tomatoes yeah. the, I used to, on the, on the, you know, weekends I'd go in and that's all I do is essentially, <laughs> it's crazy. But, but so now we have a company that, that helps with that out in Chicago and yep. then we oven roast garlic. So take garlic, fresh garlic, olive oil, import olive oil and we oven roast garlic, puree it with an organic red wine vinegar. <laughs> and, uh, and so. Going back to why would you do that? And I look at it too, like, hey, ours is all about the quality. And, but in order to grow, that's what you have to do. Yeah. That's where, and it's kind of gotten to a point where I think I've probably held on a little bit too long. Yep. And haven't been able to go out and sell it. I've been, you know, busy, but everyone's busy. I have no, you know, you know, everyone's busier than, but than the next person. But you're busy like literally picking peppers when yeah. maybe you could be creating wholesale it, it, relationships. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah. So it's been about uh, over a year where it's been someone's picking the peppers for it or yeah, de-stemming them. Um, but now it's to the point where, you know, and then I got a bottler, you know, a pneumatic bottler, kind of automatic thought, you know, great, but still you can't, you know, and then I look at my time, right? And what if I could spend some time building new relationships yep. and, and and growing the business to to make it, uh, you know, my goal is to bring it to, I'm, I'm pretty ambitious in terms of want to bring as many people as possible and, and try to be the go-to condiment for pizza and Italian food. I, I'm curious about, it sounds weird, but... Like what I like about your product mm-hmm. and what I'm also like kind of struggling with sure. is when someone made Tabasco, let's just say, yep. they just were like, we're making hot sauce sure, and we're just going to make this super hot sauce and yep. they made it forever. And they didn't tell you what to put it on or how right. to do it or what. It was just, we make this hot sauce. You've taken the leap to say, I'm making these sauces. These are Italian sauces. These go very well with Italian food. Mm-hmm. I wonder, like, can you... I I mean, do you have to almost be at wholesale and paired with Italian food? Do you yeah. almost have to do Italian recipes or yeah? Because yeah. it's not a it's a unique piece exactly. of the market. It really is, and that's one thing too. I've had to learn. You know, how do you teach a lot? To your point, you mentioned do you have to teach your customer? And and what I what I've tried to do, you know, I've mentioned the clobbering pepper and pizza. I try to pair that, and people know, um, hey, clobbering pepper sauce. Put that on your pizza. Pizza, yep. Yep. And then our, our pepperoncini sauce, um, I say, obviously, you can use Italian food. But I, what I actually say for that is put it on your morning eggs. Yep. Putting that on your morning eggs. I know that's kind of going away from, not away from our niche, but it's, you know, you put Tabasco on on your 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 eggs as well. But um, I think being very specific on what to put it on. Have you heard of this um, hot beef sandwich that you make in a crock pot? Where you put your chuck roast. Yep. You put a can of or a jar of pepperoncinis with the brine. Ooh. 
I've not heard of that. And then you put, I think it's like a can of beef stock or sure. water or beer. I mean, yeah. some other kind of yeah. liquid that yeah, yeah. makes it a little saucier. And then you you crock that for like eight to 10 hours yep. and then you shred it. Yeah. And yeah. the brine of the pepper, pepperoncini, sure. tenderizes the meat. Yep. And it's spicy, but not too spicy. Like kids mm-hmm. like it. Yep. Um, I wonder if that's like the next, that, not to turn hey, you back into a sandwich maker, hey, I, 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 I'm no. looking at this sauce and that's all I yeah. can think about. No, and I think you've got a point there. How I can um, make this like delicious hot beef yeah, sandwich ex- with this delicious exactly. sauce. Exactly. And, and that's kind of the, we, I think the, the our, our, our clover and pepper condiment, I think we've got that lined up with the pepperoncini. It was another, not just another skew, but we added a green sauce to our sandwiches and then, but it didn't have pepperoncinis. It just had everything except for pepper and cheese. And we're like, hey, let's add, there's no real hot sauce or condiment that uses pepper and cheese. But that one's more into the eye of the beholder, but I might have to try out that recipe. Can you tell me a little bit about the specifics of Kickstarter? It's gotten a good rap, a bad rap, everything. People are like, if you're going to do a Kickstarter, it's a full-time job for six weeks. Are you ready for that? Would you say that's true? Yeah. You know what? The one thing I've, I think I've actually, I, I did it successfully. Um, my How goal much money is, did you ask for? 10,000. Okay. 10,000. And the one thing, usually I am one to just jump in yep. and not, not kind of uh, organize and just say, hey, let's go for it. Yep. But this one I actually, so we, you know, I, I kind of did my research and to your point, uh, I think the one thing that was really important is, is, m- is learning about the process of Kickstarter and and I think the the more that you have in place, um, in terms of you know the more learning that you can do on the front end, the more successful your Kickstarter is going to be. There's there's this Kickstarter podcast. It's just for Kickstarter campaign mm-hmm. that I've li- I've been listening to for the past you know six months, and that's been really helpful. But I think really one thing that I learned two two things that I that that made it successful. Number one, we did a, um, I should say three things. We, I spent, I found a videographer in the uh, Twin Cities. Uh, he was a young guy in college um, named Austin. He was fantastic, but we, 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 he did an unbelievable video. So I think the okay. video is key. Um, the video visual is key. And number two is we had a, you, you need to show like an immediate burst in terms of as soon as you start, you want to get, get on people's radar. So jump to like 20% yep. with one day. Right. So with that being said, we, we hosted a Kickstarter, uh, party, a launch party and we had, you know, friends and family. So I think in the first day we were at like $3,000 and it, we, we invited, um, it was a brewery, local brewery in St. Paul and uh, dual citizens, fantastic spot. And we bought pizza for everybody and we bought beer for everybody. And I think that brought people in, but it, it, we, you know, we asked people to share the campaign if they'd be willing to make pledges. Yeah. But I think it was a really big thing is you're right. It's you, it's, you can't do it. I mean, you can scrap it together, but I think just to think it be well thought out. And then the other thing really tap into your network. Um, is that hard for you to ask for people to give you money? Um, uh, no. Why because do you think it's not hard for you? I don't think it's hard for me because I think it's a, a, I think I'm actually offering something of value and I truly believe in it. And I think that they are going to take a lot from that. And my, my goal is if, if someone's willing to invest with me, 
I'm going to do everything possible to make sure their experience is, is, is fantastic. And the cool thing about Kickstarter, and a lot of people I've had, I had to teach, especially, um, you know, my parents, parents, friends, aunt and uncles, like what, what is Kickstarter? Am I just giving you money? Yep. And I'm like, no, here's, you actually pledge for a product. So it's a, it's a, I, I always say it's a pre-sale of product. You get a benefit. You yeah. get a benefit. So it's you essentially buy our product. And uh, if we hit our goal, we, you get your product. Yep. So the one thing I did, and I kind of had to bite my tongue, you know, so everyone's got Facebook, right? Yeah. And you've got your Facebook friends. So I made a list of everyone on my, uh, not not my, it's my page, but individually my, my personal account, yep. wrote their names in and I direct message and I made it uh, a pact to myself, even if I didn't know well or if the relationship is kind of, I'm just going to, what's the worst that can happen? So I literally, the response I and I, I was going to do everyone. I only did about 150 because we, I mean, we were able to hit our goal at that point. But I just asked them just to share it on their Facebook. So that's you can build an organic reach. So you tap into so many other people's yeah. network. And the thing I was amazed about how how if you're authentic in in what you're doing, people are more than willing to yeah. to share and help out. And it was like, oh my gosh! I was telling my wife, I'm like, this person I haven't really talked to. Uh, maybe twice in my life, and they're they're saying something nice and and helping sh- to share your yeah business. exactly. So people I want to people yeah. want a winner. They want to help. Do. They want to they do. And 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 I think the one thing is don't don't be afraid to you know obviously. And the one thing don't copy and paste messages. I literally typed in a message to every single person and didn't. Did, the only thing I copied and pasted is the URL link. So make sure uh, just if you're going to do it, just first of all have confidence that you can do it. And, uh, you know, number two, I think it's a great to raise awareness about your product or idea, if nothing else. And then don't be afraid to, to ask if you're, you know, if you're okay with being authentic and you feel, you know, then there, there should be no problem. Yeah. Where can yeah. people find Bolito's sauces? And Great question. So you can find us on our website at bolitos.co, B-O-L-L-I-T-O-S.co, or you can go to any Midwest Whole Foods and uh, find our calabrian pepper sauce and our pepperoncini sauce, our marinara um, we're going to actually be pitching it to Whole Foods when it comes, uh, you know, that category review time. But that's where you can find it online at our website or uh, at Whole Foods. All right. Thanks for joining us, Zach. No, I appreciate your time or you have me and I really appreciate it. Yeah, it's a it's I love your story. You're very enthusiastic. I think uh, your Kickstarter, you've made it. So you're going to get to the co-packer. What's mm-hmm. next? So what's next is to, you know, get it rocking and rolling with the co-packer, uh, pack our our condiments into food service sizes. And I think what we have a great opportunity is getting into Italian restaurants, pizzerias in large food service sizes. Yeah, exactly. Pizza domination. That's where we're going.